There was a lot of speculation. There was a lot of suggestion this week as we start the Texas Values program and the Texas Values report of whether or not Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned this week. And that was because there's a case coming out of the state of Mississippi, the Dobbs v. Jackson case, that says that after 15 weeks, babies are protected. But the way it sets up legally, it's a direct challenge to Roe versus Wade and also Planned Parenthood versus Casey, a 1992 case that relates to the issue of abortion. But before we get started in a robust way for this week's conversation, and the Texas Values Report has been running for over five years now, we've got a new host for the Texas Values Report. Welcome to all of our listeners on K-Word 100.7 in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We're excited about it. If you're hearing this audio on radio, you're driving around. We're excited to be a part of that part of the state now as well, the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area. We've been broadcasting primarily out of Austin, although you can find us on uh, many different platforms online, iTunes, SoundCloud, and through our website. But so great for the first time to really have this broadcast come through the radio waves, if you will, for the Dallas-Fort Worth area on 100.7. The word, we're also, as we're taping this for the listeners on radio, we're on live on Facebook. So if you're watching on Facebook, and I'm going to grab my phone, share this post, uh, like it, let's get it into some groups, because we're going to have a very important conversation. I'm just a little behind on my phone here. And uh, just so y'all know, I practice what I preach. I'm going to be sharing this to my personal page to get a little bit more attention for this great conversation. And, and it's an important conversation because as I started the program, this week started with a lot of interest on whether or not there was going to be a decision from the U.S. Supreme Court about the Roe versus Wade decision coming out of Mississippi. And there's a lot of interest in what's going to happen in the states. And so someone who knows a lot about that is going to be our guest today. So Senator Angela Paxton represents Senate District 8 in the greater North Texas area. She's been uh, serving that area for quite some time and has done a great job. You know, we've we've worked with her on religious liberty issues, on a variety of faith, family, and freedom issues. Uh, Just a little bit of her background. She is a proud graduate of Baylor University, also master's degree from the University of Houston and Clear Lake. And, you know, look, You've had her, we've had her on the program before to talk about religious liberty issues because she carried the bill that protects churches, that makes sure the government can't shut them down and all that good stuff. But she also simultaneously was working on a very important pro-life bill. And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Um, Senator Paxson, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Hey, Jonathan, it's uh, great to be on. And I'm, I'm so excited. Congratulations on uh, being with uh, 100.7 The Word up here in my neck of the woods. Yeah, no, we're excited about it. We know we've got a lot of good friends up in that area. And so, and even though people can hear it online, if they want to check in, it's always nice to um, be in, you know, coming out of the, uh, the the sound in someone's car. A lot of people still do listen to the radio. I know I'm one of those people as well. And those Christian radio programs and stations are such an important part of many of our lives. And so, you know, look, speaking of lives, um, a lot of attention on the Supreme Court about what's going to happen and a lot of attention on what's going to happen in the states. One of the pieces of legislation, I'm just going to get right into the heart of our conversation. There's a lot of stuff we could talk about, about your background, your history, the great work that you've done, but so much of the attention is on the life issue. You led the effort. You were the Senate author for a piece of legislation that's now state law called the Human Life Protection Act. Some people call it the trigger bill. I don't like to use that phrase, but I know that it's been shortened. But really, the, the sum of it is that if Roe versus Wade is overturned, the issue comes back to the states. And then um, lives, babies, unborn lives are protected through all stages 
in the state of Texas. And that's going to be key when we see a decision come down from the Supreme Court very soon. So love to, to hear a little bit about the importance of that legislation and why you decided to lead it last year. Well, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it. And this is very, very important to me. Um, as you know, and some listeners may know this, but I'm an adopted child. My life began as a result of an unexpected pregnancy. And so I've been aware all my life that um, I might not have had the opportunity to live and, and get married and raise a family and be a teacher and, you know, now be a grandmother, which is like the best of all, right? That, um, and serve in the Texas Senate and actually carry a bill called the Human Life Protection Act to make Texas a sanctuary city for life should Roe v. Wade be overturned. And, you know, this, this was uh, bounced around a little bit in my first session back in 19, but it never got a committee hearing. Um, in this session, though, we, we filed it. We got a committee hearing. Um, we got it through the um, State Affairs Committee. There was opposition there, of course, but, you know, at the time it was kind of a theoretical bill, right? What if, if ever at some point in the future, Roe v. Wade was overturned, let's go ahead and, because what that really does is it returns the legitimate authority of states to make their own decisions about abortion law. That's really the, the mechanism that Roe v. Wade um, operated on. So if that were to ever happen, Let's go on and, de and decide now, we pass it, that if that happens, Texas will become a sanctuary state for life, that um, abortion will be illegal here and all life will be protected um, from the moment of conception. It was, like I said, a theoretical idea at the time, but by the time um, we started hearing this bill on the floor of the Senate, it was more than theory because we had a favorable court at the US Supreme Court, a potentially pro-life court, and there was a case, the Dobbs case that you mentioned, that was going um, potentially up the, up the chain. And so the opposition was much stronger, it was much more visceral, but we were able to pass it in the Senate, the House was able to, to pass that bill as well, and the governor signed it into law. And the reason this is important, you know, some people may say, why pass something like if that ever happens? It's important for people to understand Texas is only, our legislature is only in session That's every right. other year for 140 days. So, for example, if on Monday, this past Monday, like you talked, there, was, there were rumors that maybe this decision was going to be handed down. Um, because it is now law, the Human Life Protection Act will go into effect 30 days after the decision is handed down. So that would, you know, potentially be just at the, um, you know, in just 30 days from now, right? Otherwise, without this bill, what would happen is we would have to wait until the next session before we could actually attempt to pass the law. And you can only imagine what the tone would be. Oh, goodness. And it, in yeah, fact, it, it'd be wild. I, mean, I think it's arguable that we wouldn't, I, I think our opponents would leave like they did on yeah, the no, election. They, they, and, you know, they, you can, I mean, they've done that on other issues. We're talking with Senator Angela Paxson. She represents Senate District 8 out of the North Texas area. She was the Senate author for the pro-life bill, the Human Life Protection Act, which makes it clear if Roe versus Wade is overturned, the issue comes back to the state in the state of Texas. That means that we protect babies, unborn babies through all stages. And there is a sort of a 30-day waiting period, if you will, until it goes into effect. But that's a small amount of time to wait after we've been waiting close to 50 years for a decision like this. And it's become more, it's moved from theoretical 
to reality and right now, as you mentioned, and it is a challenge sometimes, you know, you have a, you're you there about five months, but you know, you got to figure out what's going to happen in the next two years. Cause you know, it's going to be a while. So you can come back. Texas values was a supporter of that piece of legislation. And look, we got to see a little bit of what was going to happen at Dobbs because um, we saw what was happening at the Supreme Court because of the Texas heartbeat law. We were up the U.S. Supreme Court. You were there. Your husband, our attorney general, Ken Paxton, was there when all of this was sort of unfolding after the legislative session. Quickly, we saw these things coming into focus on the issue of life, but Texas had been prepared. We knew enough to know this certainly be, could, could be the cycle where we see an issue come up, a case come up, and there it was. And so, and we knew this, this case out of Mississippi and other cases might've had a potential to do it, but Texas was prepared. You were part of that leadership, positioning ourselves to be ready and not, as you mentioned, have to have to react after the fact and where the, the um, battle could have been quite tougher. I still think we could have had the votes, but you're right. You might've seen people that were in opposition leave, break quorum and make it more difficult. But that work got done, signed into law by Governor Greg Abbott. And now we can focus on, okay, we're ready. A lot of states are. I mean, uh, close to two dozen states have laws similar to the state of Texas. We also have pre-row statutes, if you will, laws that were on the books before Roe versus Wade was decided. But Senator Paxton, I mean, look, this issue has become more important, I think, because Roe versus Wade is a Texas case. It came from Texas. And so we can feel a, a strong sense of responsibility. But what we're talking about is what you mentioned. You're, you're, you know, you're a, an adopted child. We're talking about issues of life and death. And that's what we're doing with, with pieces of legislation like this. We're saving lives. Well, we are saving lives. And, and you know, the other thing is for every baby um, that is potentially in a, in a situation to be aborted, there is a mother in crisis. And so that's, that's really what we're looking at. Um, we know the mental health uh, ramifications of an abortion. There are um, physical ramifications uh, from an abortion and consequences. There are all sorts of things that mothers have to deal with um, as a result of an abortion and, and uh, choosing life. Um, you, you just never go wrong with, with choosing life. You know, one of the, you helped us work on another bill called the Every Mother, Mother, uh, Every Mother Matters Act, Emma. Um, and in that bill, one of the things that we, we looked at is that, you know, upward of 80% of women who are actually seeking an abortion, not just in an unexpected pregnancy, but actually actively seeking an abortion, upward of 80% say that if their circumstances were different, they would carry the baby to term. And many women don't realize that there may be resources around them. And I think, you know, that's, that's right. the next part of that. That's the next circle out from wow. the Human Life Protection Act is making sure that churches, that people of faith come around these women who are in, in pregnancies um, like this and that they help them do what needs to be done so that um, they can make a good choice for the baby and for themselves. No, and look, I don't think there should be a price put on any life. The reality is, though, for some women, there can be an economic side to this where they're thinking about, you know, whether or not they can survive and how it's going to go. Our friend Abby Johnson says that $200 can be the difference in whether or not a mother decides to keep her child if she finds herself in a crisis situation or a difficult situation related to becoming pregnant. One of the things the legislature did was 
put aside, dedicate $100 million in the Alternatives to Abortion program to help women, to help those pregnancy centers, to help those babies. Life is a human right, and it should not be denied for anyone, including the, the child in the womb. And so we've got great information on that uh, set up at our website, TexasHeartbeatLaw.com. The website we've got for the Texas Heartbeat Law, we've got that information on there. We're talking with Senator Angela Paxson, author of Senate Bill, excuse me, from uh, District Senate District 8, author of the Human Life Protection Act. Speaking of the heartbeat law, I just have to say, I didn't plan this, but today is a year since the governor signed that law, since Governor Abbott signed that law. And, and look, I'm going to tell you, I've been to a lot of bill signing, Senator Paxton. I'm sure you have as well in the governor's office. And I've never seen that many people, particularly elected officials, clamoring, you know, kind of squeezing. Everybody wanted to be in that room. And I tell you, I did too. And I was happy, excuse me, to step aside and let the elected officials, if you will, take sort of center stage at first. And then they had us, you know, activists and supporters and stuff come in for, for a picture. But, you know, it, it's certainly relevant to reflect on where we've come, where we are a year since that moment in, just like the Human Life Protection Act, uh, taking that opportunity to say, you know what, we're going to get this done now during this session. And lives have been saved because of this collective effort of life that your leadership was such a part of. And we're in the middle of, of runoff elections. And I'm not going to get into candidates and all that stuff, but I am going to remind people how important it is to find out where elected officials stand on the issue of life when you're making these decisions in the next couple of days. But, you know, look, I mean, um, 50,000 abortions in the state of Texas, that numbers come down a lot because of the Texas heartbeat law. But I want you to share a little bit more about your personal story, though, if you don't mind going a little bit deeper um, talking about being a child that was adopted, but just just so people can, you know, there's a, a, a beautiful story about how you connected with your birth mother. I just, you know, and it's something that I know, is, you know, the life issue is personal to all of us, but for some, there's a little bit more of a connection. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit of that, because I know there are a lot of people that, you know, um, have similar experiences and may not realize that about your background. Yeah, and you know, um, I've had the opportunity to share my story in many different settings um, as a senator, but before it was ever um, in that situation, you know, I was a school counselor as well and um, have had the opportunity to, to minister to and, and kind of help uh, families who have adopted children and, you know, just be a voice for um, what it looks like being adopted, right? And, um, but no, it's a, it's a beautiful story. Uh, my mom and my dad, um, Anita and Wayne Allen were, um, you know, wanting to start their family and um, they became friends with uh, another couple, a lady my, my mom worked with named Suzanne and Suzanne and her husband were all in a similar stage of life and a similar uh, situation and they had, uh, they were considering an adoption. In fact, they were in the middle of an adoption. And it turned out that the birth mother was a family member, kind of a distant family member of, of either Suzanne or her husband. As they got closer to the birth, they felt a little more uncomfortable kind of about maybe the dynamics of that. And so uh, Suzanne knew that my mom uh, was wanting to start her family and was frustrated with, um, you know, how things were going. And so they had a conversation and my mom and dad decided to assume that adoption. So, um, you know, six weeks later, my mom said it was the world's shortest pregnancy, right? Six weeks later, <laughs> um, they have on February 14th, 1963, I was born on Valentine's Day. Um, 
Angela Suzanne Allen, you know, and, and I was, my middle name is uh, after my, uh, my mom's friend who was, would have been wow. my mom, I guess. And, but, you know, um, my birth mother was in college. Um, I didn't know a lot about her other than just that she'd been in college and wasn't married and wanted her, her baby to have a, a mom and a dad. And I was yeah. so grateful to be raised in a Christian home. Um, grew up in the Fort Worth area. Um, went to Baylor, as you mentioned, uh, met Ken there. And, um, you know, was the first person in my family graduate from college. All of these dreams uh, that my parents had for their child, things that I got to experience because of adoption. And um, anyway, as Ken was running for office the very first time, um, we were coming up on his first general election in 2002. And I got a letter from my birth mother asking hmm. if I would like to meet. And, um, you know, it's something I'd always wanted was to be able to say thank you. And uh, yeah. we did meet. And um, what was even more beautiful in some ways, though, is that she and my mom, um, my adopted mom met and they became good friends. Um, wow. And anyway, it's a precious story. And I'm just so thankful for the two women, one that one that gave life to me. Right. And then the other one that gave me a life. And yeah. um, it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful story. And I'm so thankful. Well, and look, this is something that I think a lot of people don't know. We're talking with Senator Angela Paxton. She is a senator for Senate District 8, a Texas Senate district in North Texas area. They don't know about you, um, and they probably don't know about a lot of people. I mean, it's not like people walk around with a sign saying, look, I was adopted. I mean, you, and, and I think it's a surprise to people. I don't think it should be, but sometimes it is. I mean, they think that, you know, that it's probably a struggle or, you know, maybe it's difficult because you found out you were adopted or all these different things, I think that they think that there's going to be something less of it. And, and sometimes there is struggle or it's different when people are adopted versus having a birth child, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it will be or that your life is any less. It, it seems a lot of times people think that in these situations that, you know, the baby starts off, you know, in a difficult situation and, you know, it just continues to be struggle. And so they have this negative impression of it. And so they lead themselves to make the decision you know, it's better for, for the baby's life to be ended in it. And it's sad. It's tragic. And, you know, it, and so it, that child and a lot of other people miss out on an opportunity for some of the things that you experienced and people in your life have experienced that, you know, is just incredible, you know, that just, you know, kind of makes your heart burst or whatever, when you think about how uh, wonderful it could be, how much value it could add to people's lives. And so, and that is something that's so precious. And so, um, keeping that potential, that opportunity open, right, of what the future is going to look like when the child has a life and continues to have that ability to be born. And that's what we do with our law. I say this a lot. I learned this in law school. The law is a teacher, okay? What we say about the most vulnerable, what we say about all human life says something about society. Uh, so the Human Life Protection Act, though, is there in the state of Texas. It's signed into law. 30 days after Roe versus Wade is overturned, which we hope is going to happen. That ruling's got to come out by the end of June. Texas is prepared. That doesn't mean the work is over. There will probably be court challenges and all kinds of stuff from the other side. But we've got a pretty good system and preparation in place of how the laws are going to go into effect, how we're going to protect human life. And that is in large part of the work that you've done. We just got a, a minute or so left. I'd love for you to just, as we close, um, talk about how, you know, throughout the state of Texas, I feel like we've seen a lot more young people too. We've seen society become more pro-life, um, you know, and, and just for maybe the mother out there or the people that are looking to adopt some words of encouragement as we wrap things up. 
Well, you know, I, I think the first thing, Jonathan, is in our in our Declaration of Independence, you know, we we rally around these words that, you know, we are in, in, imbued with these uh, inalienable rights, meaning they can't be separated from the human being. They are just intrinsic and they are life and liberty in the pursuit of happiness. Um, and and life is the first one. Um, we, we put a lot of energy in the law to making sure that people's lives are protected, right? And, um, but life, that means we need to protect life from the moment it begins, which, which really is in the womb. And, you know, to any family out there um, who is in a difficult situation, I, I would just say, uh, or a woman who's in a difficult situation, I would just say, there are so many people and resources that would love to help you. You are not alone. And one of the reasons we feel alone so many times is we do isolate. I've done that myself in, in hard times. And, you know, I would just ask you to, to call a church, to call um, Texas Values, to call the Human Coalition, to call your local pregnancy resource center. They're connected with resources um, that can help you. You know, yeah, someone there, reminded there's me close to three. There's close to 300 of them across the state of Texas. Yes. And, and you know, um, there, there are, are so many resources that are available. You know, the, the reality is that every adoption um, is an indicator that something didn't go quite, quite right, right before. And there are a lot of reasons that adoptions might happen. Sometimes there are tragedies in families where, you know, both of the parents are killed or something like that. And, you know, you don't have to adopt when everything's intact, is my point. And so, you know, I think, you know, there may be families that are, are struggling with, you know, well, what would that look like? There's so much help. Your churches, um, there's counseling to help families navigate these things. You're not the first one to, to encounter the, the issues. But I, I got to tell you, for me, my favorite thing about myself growing up was that I was adopted because I grew up being told by my mom and my dad, we loved you. We chose you. We want the best for you. And that's what any parent wants. It's quite extraordinary. Senator Angela Paxton, who is the author of the Human Life Protection Act, which is going to protect all babies from abortion when Roe versus Wade is overturned in the state of Texas, describing her personal experience in such an important way. And that's why we had her as a guest today on the Texas Values Report. Senator Paxton, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Well, I've got just a, um, a moment or two left. I got to get like a Kleenex. I'm getting choked up over here. Okay. These are real issues, people's lives. And to hear her, Senator Paxson, talk about how her life started, right? As, as someone making a choice that some people might've thought might she might've made another choice. So that life she was given, she used that life in so many ways, but one way is to help now save lives across the state of Texas. And that's also the work we do at Texas Values. If you see value in our work, please make a tax deductible donation today. We're coming very close to the end of our fiscal year, which is the end of June. We have got about $600,000 we need to raise by then. We got a two, about a $2 million budget. We'd love to have your financial support. We are a tax deductible 501c3 organization. And please look, as runoff elections are concluding, main election day is Tuesday, May 24th. Please go out and vote. Please vote informed. If there's anything we can do, from our website to let you know what some of the rules are to make sure you get in line, all these different things. Polls are usually open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Check out the candidates, find out where they stand on the issues of faith, family, and freedom and the pro-life issues. 
and get out there and vote. A lot of the turnout is going to be very low. Speaking of pro-life events, though, I forgot to mention in our segment with Senator Paxson, for our North Texas listeners, on June 1st, we're having an event in your area at Prestonwood Baptist Church. We're going to be celebrating the Texas Heartbeat Law, nine months of the Texas Heartbeat Law on June 1st. We're going to be talking about what an after-row, a post-row Texas looks like. We're going to have national speakers from Americans United for Life, Students for Life. The Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick, is going to be there. It's going to be a wonderful event. Go to our website, txvalues.org. Get those tickets today. Um, uh, attendees under 18 are free, and there's discounts for students, and I think military and first responders. It's only $15. That covers lunch and not a whole lot more. We want to make it affordable because we want a big crowd at Prestonwood June 1st. Check out our website, txvalues.org. Get the tickets to that Our Pro-Life Moment event. And I've got to wrap up. I may be close to out of time. Again, so excited for the first time to be on 100.7 The Word in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, along with our listeners in the Central Texas area. We've been um, a part of for so many years. And this is where we're going to discuss every week at this time on this station, faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.